Welcome to the Laura Creates Courses weekly podcast. I'm Laura Coulter, and I'm here to share with you insights and stories to help you develop your own effective online course. Each episode includes something for you to do and a way to interact with a community of people just like you. You can find the show notes for this and other podcast episodes at lauracreatescourses.com slash podcast slash EP and the episode number. Episode 5 is the final episode in a three-part series on using discussion boards. We round out the series by taking a look at effective use of discussion board challenges. Welcome back. This episode is the third in a series on discussion boards. In our previous two episodes, we talked about building community using discussion boards. We talked about the difference between asynchronous and synchronous courses and how these discussion boards might work on those types of courses. And we also talked about introductions and open-ended questions. So today's discussion board topic is our last, and this is about challenges on the discussion board. If you haven't listened to the previous two episodes, I recommend you do. It'll round out the whole discussion on discussion boards. So what are challenges? Challenges are activities on the discussion board that are regular and they provide additional practice to students. Challenges move the learning forward. They're not something that are just random. They actually are things designed to help students practice what they're learning in class, engage with each other on this, and really deepen the learning. Now, challenges to me should be optional. However, if they're well-designed, students will want to participate. They will get so much out of it if they're set up properly and they're modeled and you as the instructor have done all the right encouragement and they've really gotten a sense of community out of it. The more students get out of an activity on the discussion board, the more they want to participate. So some example challenges could be, in a social media management class, perhaps a challenge could be for students to post a social media calendar for the upcoming week. That way they can plan and design and get practice doing that and get some feedback on the discussion board as well. Doesn't have to be something that they use right off. It doesn't have to be real, but it is good practice. In a photography class, you could challenge students to post 10 images a week. That way they are constantly practicing their photography skills and there's opportunity for growth and feedback from both the instructor and the students in the class. Um, if it's a writing class, perhaps students could, ch- could post three pages of manuscript each week. Maybe they wrote a heck of a lot more, but they want to post these three. And feedback is not required. It is definitely optional, but we're going to talk more about that in just a minute. If you're teaching a leadership class, perhaps one of the regular challenge could be for students to find a quote that applies to this week's learning on leadership and then reflect on how this quote applies to the learning and applies to themselves. That way they are practicing and thinking and reflecting over their learning for the week. So the real idea behind challenges is to practice. 
practice makes things so much easier. It gives students a chance to challenge themselves to meet that challenge need and also to learn from each other. Encourage discussion on these um, challenges always. Discussion is where the learning actually happens. It gives you insight into your students' thinking and allows you to meet their needs. Even though they can't express what their needs are specifically, you can see the discussion and kind of see misconceptions happening or maybe some gaps in learning. So the discussion is important for the students to learn, but it's also important for you as the instructor to gain information about student thinking. One of the hardest things for students to do is to give good feedback. So part of your job as the instructor is to teach them, model for them, and encourage them to give good feedback. Maybe you could give them a checklist of things that should be in feedback or some steps to follow to determine what good feedback would be. If you, you put students in a position where they feel like, oh, I, I can, I do have something to say about this person's work that could help them improve, and they're able to express it, then you have given them a valuable tool. Because not only does it help them help others, it helps them evaluate themselves. It's really hard to look at your own work and figure out what needs improving. It, we're just too close to it. So understanding how to step back and look at work objectively is a super valuable tool that you can give to your students. Do you want a way to choose effective learning activities at your fingertips? Download my free ebook, Online Course Creation Made Easy, 25 Activities to Engage Your Online Learner at lauracreatescourses.com. It's designed to help you choose the right learning activity to meet your goal. That's lauracreatescourses.com. Teaching your students to give feedback has many, many wins to it. They get to learn from each other. They get to step back and evaluate their own work more objectively. And you get more insight into their thinking. Not to mention, you're not having to give all the feedback. It's a really valuable way to encourage interaction between students and to gain insight into their thinking. So a couple of things I want to say about challenges. You need to stay consistent. So for example, in that photography class, 10 photos a week, period. Every single week, it's the same challenge. That's consistent. Or the social media management class, post a week's calendar every single week. That way you can see growth and improvement over the life of the course. But sometimes you don't want to do the same thing every week. Sometimes you want to plan ahead of time a challenge that will be specific to that week's learning. And that's really valuable as well, but here's what I recommend. Students need time to think about what they're gonna, what they're gonna do. And since they're fitting your course around their busy lives, they need to know what's coming. They can't just see a challenge that's brand new and unexpected and be able to stop everything and work on it. They have to, their brain has to be thinking about it for a while and you need to do that for your students. 
So I recommend if you are going to do different challenges each week that you decide when you're designing the course what those challenges are, what you hope to get out of each of those challenges, what you hope students will get out of each of those challenges. And then at the beginning of the course, post all the challenges and the schedule. That way students can see what's coming, their brains can be thinking about it in the background, and if they see something that fits a challenge that's going to come in the next couple of weeks, they can grab it, they can make note of it, they can use that. But if they don't know what the challenge is until the day before it's due or the, the week before it's due, then they have a lot less time and, and some missed opportunities. Maybe something they did two weeks ago could have applied to this and they didn't know it was coming, so they didn't grab what they needed, an artifact to share. Stay consistent, either post the same challenge or post all of the challenges in a schedule ahead of time. You don't have to put them on the discussion board until that week. Perhaps give out a schedule in, um, early in the course, make students very aware. All right, now it's your turn. I've got it to do for you. I want you to design three potential challenges you could use in a course idea that you have, or a course you're designing, or a course that you've already designed and you're trying to improve. So come up with three challenges that you feel would provide students good practice and move the learning forward. But it's not just designing those challenges. That's not all. You have to list under each challenge what skills the students are practicing and what, how this is moving the learning forward. I also want you to jot down on that, under that list what feedback might go back and forth between your students. You're just kind of preparing mentally for that. You're not going to force any of that feedback to happen. You want it to happen organically, but you do want to be prepared for things that might come up. You're very familiar with this material. You have a pretty good idea of what someone who doesn't really understand something might say in response. So again, you're designing three challenges and under each challenge, you're listing the specific practice, the specific skills that students are going to practice. And then you're also listing what feedback might come out of this. What what could be um, the focus for the feedback. That helps you kind of plan also how you want to model things. So once you've done that, then I want you to go to the video. If you're listening to this on podcast, I will post the link in the show notes. And I want you to, in the comments, share one of those challenges, not all three, just one, and the list of the, the things that you're, they're going to get out of it and the list of feedback that you think might come out of this. Now, this is a really good way to um, get your ideas out there, get feedback on your own ideas. I plan on looking and commenting on all of the comments that come through, but I also want you to look at other people's comments under that video and see if you can provide some feedback or ask some thoughtful questions that might help the original poster improve. And that's the whole goal of feedback is we try to improve. All right, so that's it for today's episode. And in our next episode, we move off of discussion boards. 
If you enjoyed this podcast, please let me know by giving it a rating and sharing a screenshot on Instagram. Be sure to tag at Laura Creates Courses. Uh, where's my coffee? I see it.